your voice and give him praise this morning. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain for sin. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain for my redemption, your redemption. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain for my peace and for your peace, for my health and for your health. Father, we give you praise and we magnify your name in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. In every aspect where your body is experiencing any form of weakness, I see the Lord touching that weakness and converting it to strength. In the name of Jesus Christ, whatever it is that you have left, that you should have been doing at this time, but you have decided to come to honor the Lord at this time, God will have it done for you and that very quickly. In a unique way that will beat your imagination. He will do it far better than you could have done it yourself. In the name of Jesus Christ. I am saying this very confidently because with God there are no losses. Hallelujah. There is no one that identifies with God and suffers loss. God is not a God that you identify with and you come to loss. No. Anyone who identifies with God enjoys profiting. His life goes forward. Shining comes to his life. He enjoys dominion because God is a God who makes things move. Hallelujah. Take God out of this life. Take God out of this world and everything will come to a dead standstill in, within the twinkling of an eye. God is the reason why everything is still moving the way it is moving. And God is the reason why you are still standing here and everything about your life will answer to you. Everything that you are looking for, everything you are desiring, everything you are aspiring to achieve, because this God is the God of your life, it will all answer to you in the name of Jesus Christ. You don't need to know how, you don't need to know when, but God is going to orchestrate everything to work together for your good. Ha. This God you are serving is not a joker. This God is not a small God. This God you are serving is not a God that will be toyed with. He's a God who knows how to orchestrate things and to orchestrate people to bring his purpose to pass. And he will do that for you in the name of Jesus. I say he will do that for you in the name of Jesus. This week is going to be the best week that you have ever seen and ever experienced in your life. Whatever that means for you, take it in the name of Jesus Christ. Very briefly this morning, I want to look at something I have titled The Necessity of Identification. The Necessity of Identification. For some weeks now, our senior pastor has been taking us through some teachings, letting us know that we have been delivered and repositioned. Where we were before, we no longer exist in that place. The place where Satan left us, defeated, shattered, in bondage, tied up, restricted, limited, we are no longer in that place. Because according to Colossians 1.13, he has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So there has been a transportation, there has been a relocation, there has been a change in what used to be. What used to be no longer is. There is a new order. And then everything must conform to this new order. We have been called unto glory and virtue. And if we have been called on to glory, then whatever is not glorious must give way for what is glorious. If we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness 
into the kingdom of his dear son, then the things that used to obtain in the kingdom of darkness must no longer hold in our lives. Everything must begin to answer to the light of God. God has such wonderful thoughts and wonderful plans for his people. And all that God is looking for is our willingness. It says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. In every place where you find yourself, it doesn't matter how it looks like. There is good there for you. It takes your willingness and your obedience to begin to extract the good that is in that place and for you to begin to partake of it and enjoy it. The good in this land will answer to you. In the name of Jesus, the house of the Lord is full of bounties, full of good things, full of riches, full of wealth. Every good thing that you can name is in the house of the Lord. And so when we become partakers of his household, we automatically become partakers of those good things that are in the house. Now, as good as all this sound, as wonderful as it sounds that God has indeed delivered us and repositioned us into glory, into virtue, into wealth, into everything you can think of, there is something very important, a principle that we cannot ignore. It is something that we cannot but embrace. Why are you called a Christian? Take Christ out of Christianity. What do you have? You are called a Christian because you have chosen to identify with Jesus Christ. And that was what the people of Antioch saw. That they looked at the people that went there and said, these are Christians. What it meant is that they are little Christs. That means they looked at them and they looked at Jesus and they saw no difference. The necessity of identification. If you don't stand for anything, you will fall for everything. If you don't stand for anything, you will fall for everything. Identification is so important. If you do not have any identification, you do not have an identity. Your identity is tied to your identification. Whatever it is that you are identified with, that is the same thing that gives you your identity. You are identified with Jesus Christ. For that matter, you are called a Christian. That has given you the identity of a Christian. Because you are identified with Jesus Christ. Anyone who does not have any identification, who does not identify with anything, such a person has no identity. It means he is faceless. It means he is without address. It means he is lost in the crowd. I don't want to be lost in the crowd. I don't want to be faceless without identity. Who you are can be traced directly to what you believe in. Your identification. When you call something a necessity, it means it is indispensable. It cannot be done away with. It is necessary. These days in the world, so many things are calling for our attention. Everything wants us to identify with it. Everybody and everything is seeking for our attention. There are so many things that want you to identify with them. You now really need to define where you stand. There is no sane human being that will bequeath his possessions to anybody on the street that he does not know. The Bible says every father leaves an inheritance for his children's children. They are identified with him. You will not bequeath your goods 
no matter how loving, how okay, how wonderful you are, to some faceless somebody somewhere. No. No. You are struggling, you are doing everything in your power to make sure that your children will not suffer the things that you suffered. You will be a wicked parent for you to now gather all the things and then look at your child in the face and say, oh boy, go get your own. This one, I've decided to give it to daughters of God orphanage. It's good to do good to orphanages and to orphans. But I don't think any reasonable, sane thinking parent will leave his child in lack and want, in penury, while he goes to make other people full and satisfied. Which is what some men do in their homes. They have money to buy anything their girlfriend desires. But little money to give to the wife to attend to family issues. They tell you, I don't have money. He is leaving his own house to cater for another person outside. The necessity of identification. When we're talking about identification, you may ask, but I have identified with Jesus. Identification is in levels. When you come to Christ at new birth, you have just scratched the surface. You have just ignited the process, but you have not yet completed the process. Just merely identifying with Christ does not qualify you for the things in the house. You have friends. You have acquaintances. They have all identified with you. But you know that it's not every of your friends that come to your house that you give access to your bedroom. There are some friends that they can walk right into your bedroom even when your husband is there and you don't feel anything. There are some friends that they can't even reach your kitchen. They are limited to your living room alone. So the degree to which we have identified determines the extent to which we can enjoy the good that is in the house. But one thing I want us to know is that identification is very, very necessary. Amen was reading the scripture from Deuteronomy 28. And you look at the blessings that God illustrated from verses 2 down to about 14 or 15. All the blessings tied to verse 1. Tied to verse 1. If you will hearken to my commandments and observe to do so that you have come to Christ is not enough. That is just the beginning of your walk with God. What is the quality of your walk with God? How identified are you with this Christ? Let me tell us the situation that we find ourselves in today. The church of Jesus. We are identified with God so long as it has to do with the good, the sweet, and the creamy. When it is, you will build houses. Amen. You will buy cars. Amen. People will dash you money. Yes. Amen. You will do that. Amen. God will bless you with long life. Amen. You will see evil. Amen. You will forsake. Amen. That is where the identification ends. When it begins to tell you the things to do, that one you don't want to hear. It didn't start today. God had the same problem in scripture. It's an age old problem that Satan keeps on bringing the way of God's people. He said you shall hear a voice behind you saying this is the way. Work in it. When you turn to the left and when you turn to the right. The next verse says what? He said but you will not. Anytime it comes to us identifying with Christ concerning the things we need to do. The way we need to live. We don't want to hear that one. The identification stops at the place where it blesses us and gives us. If we are the one to now organize ourselves to do. We don't want to hear that. Our identification is not yet complete. Many of us cannot go for evangelism. Why? I'm shy. May God not be ashamed of you. If Jesus now stands before the Father and says he's ashamed, what will you do? Will you say now you are properly identified? Your identification has a question mark 
so long as you cannot go all the way with him. Mary says, whatever he asks you to do, do it. Your identification should embrace both the glory and the shame. There is glory in the cross. There is also the shame of the cross. Our identification should embrace both the glory and the shame. If you want the glory, but you don't want the shame, then you cannot have the glory. That is what the scripture says. Let me read a verse of scripture for us. Hallelujah. Please open with me to Romans chapter 8, verses 12 to 18. And then I will read the living translation of verse 17. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, verse 17, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Hairs of God, co-hairs with Christ. If indeed we embrace the suffering of the cross alongside the glory. Identification. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Who gave himself up, embraced the death on the cross. Such a shameful death. He despised the shame and embraced that death. Just so that you and I will enjoy glory. So if what you term to be the shame of the cross, you don't want to embrace it, then you are not ready for the glory. Because you cannot have one without the other. You cannot enjoy the glory until you are ready to identify with the shame. Let me read verse 17 of that same scripture from the Living Bible. It says, And since we are his children, we will share his treasures. For all God gives to his son Jesus is now ours too. Everything that Jesus has is now ours too because of our identification. But our identification must be total and complete. And so he goes on to say, but if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. This is the one that Christians don't want to hear. These days, we have ice cream, milk, and butter Christians. You just want to hear the good, the good, the good. That is why Paul said I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Because there was shame attached to it. They will call you names. You stand out different from other people. You don't go where everybody is going. They look at you and say, holier than thou. They will call you names. Mary Celeste or mother of virgin, mother of what? They will call you names. People will not understand why you are the way you are. People will not understand why you will not cheat. People will not understand why you will not use the time you should be working for which you are being paid to be doing something else that you are not being paid for. People will not understand the reason why you will not go and cut canals to get to what you want to get to. They won't understand all that. They won't understand all that. So they will call you Kolo. They will say you are not aware, abreast with the times. Those are part of the shame of the cross. 
You have been serving this God, going to church day and night, serving God, preaching the gospel, praying for people, interceding, doing everything. And yet your life doesn't seem to look organized yet. So many things are lacking and people are seeing it. It's part of the shame of the cross. They see you every day carrying fat, fat Bible. But today they will push your car. Tomorrow the thing will pack. Next tomorrow is this one. Today is that one. It's part of the shame of the cross. But you see the good news is that it won't be long. The glory is just around the corner. The glory is just around the corner. Hallelujah. If you will hold on and persevere and go on with this God, then you know that you are going to enjoy the glory. Hallelujah. There is glory, but that glory is wrapped up in suffering, wrapped up in shame. You pray every day, uh, go to church, uh, you preach to people, uh, they are waiting to hear the cry of a baby in your house, and it's like it's not coming. And people say, look, uh, all the church, where should they go? And somebody has come to suggest to you, you see, all this, you are wasting your time. God works in different ways. It's God that is giving all those people power to be, they'll tell you a man of time, and you say, mm-mm. I shall wait on the Lord or he makes all things beautiful in his time. They won't understand that one. No. They'll say, eh, Momo, idiot. Just be there. When your husband throw you out, go and marry somebody else. When we get to that bridge, let us cross it. If we ever get to it. Amen. Money in your pocket is a problem. Yet everybody you see, peace. God bless you. Jesus loves you. Say, I beg, can you die or Jesus go? Money no even there your pocket. Jesus loves you. Why can't your Jesus give you money in the pocket? It won't be long. It's part of the suffering of the cross, but it won't be long. Hallelujah. The Bible says, surely there is an end, and the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. Surely there is an end. Every negative thing about your life has a limited lifespan. That means it will come to an end. It has not been given to those negative things in your life to live forever. Your change is coming. Tell your neighbor for me your change is coming. Hold on. Don't give up yet. Let your identification be full. The glory is round the corner. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13. I'll read 12 and 13. Therefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gates. His own father turned his back on him. He suffered outside the gate. At that point in time when Jesus was bearing your sin and my sin, he was forsaken, so to speak. Heaven turned his back on him. And so he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That was the way he felt. Verse 13. Therefore, let us go forth to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. We should go forth to him outside the camp, doing what? Bearing his reproach. It is better for you to be insulted for the sake of the gospel than for you to be insulted because of one satanic lifestyle you are living. It is far more glorious, far more dignifying to suffer insults for Jesus' sake. Let them insult you for Jesus' sake. Did you not hear about Daniel? He said, we cannot find anything against this man. Oh, If we really want to trap this man, it has to be touching his God. If it is not concerning his God, you can't trap him. Let people say that about you. Let them say, hey, you are sleeping inside church. Let them call you the father of Jesus or whatever. Let them, let them insult you for the sake of the cross. It is far more dignifying than to call you a useless drunk. Than to call you a stupid womanizer. Than to call you a prostitute. Than to call you a club girl, a useless person. 
it is more dignifying to suffer insult for the sake of the cross. He says, let us go outside the camp to him, bearing his reproach. You want the glory? Embrace the reproach as well. You want the treasures? Embrace the reproach. Learn to endure hardness as a soldier of Christ. My mother always says, Wahala no kill. If you have to suffer lack of some things now, does it mean you will live the rest of your life lacking that thing? You don't have to compromise. Endure. Suffer the shame. And then you'll be qualified to enjoy the glory as well. The necessity of identification. If we are not fully identified with this God, we cannot enjoy the things that he has for us fully. Until your identification is full, your blessings cannot be full. We are not enjoying the fullness of his blessings because our identification is not yet full. Second Corinthians 10.6 Having in readiness to avenge every disobedience only after our own obedience has been fulfilled. You cannot avenge the disobedience of sickness. You cannot avenge the disobedience of poverty. You cannot avenge the disobedience of fruitlessness or barrenness until your own obedience has been fulfilled. That you have stood where God wants you to stand. You have done all that God wants you to do. Then you can stare barrenness in the face and tell it to go to hell. You can stare sickness in the face and tell you have no place in me. You can now stare at poverty in the face. You were not meant for me. So find your way. But when God is looking for you, he does not find you. When you have restricted God's word, certain areas of your life, God's word cannot penetrate there. Look at what is happening in Christianity today. The world has come into the church. The church is no longer going into the world. The world has come into the church. You go to church now, you see all manner of dressings, all manner of life, all manner of things, all manner of things, all manner of things, you see it. There is no difference between the world and the church anymore. When it comes to our conduct, how we should live, we put a barrier there for the word of God. Stop sign. Stop. Go no further. When God wants to show us what to do, how to live. Now, listen to me. To be crying every day for healing and to live in divine health, which one is better? Which one is better? Do you know that everything that God tells us to do is to keep us away from all those things? When God said, live in this way, live in this way, don't eat this, don't eat that, don't do this, don't drink that, don't do this, it is so that you don't invite, open the door for all those things. But no, we will not do the things he wants us to do. Then when we are now slapped, then we now rush to him and we want him to come fire brigade, come and put out the fire. Why not avoid the fire in the first place? Why must you ignite the fire in the first place? You have been told everything that you need to do to keep the fire from coming, but we always want to go our way. So anytime the minister of God is preaching in church, a woman of God is preaching in church, and she begins to go to those areas where we know that we are not ready to identify fully yet, we just shut the ears. You block out completely. They talk about praying. They talk about studying of the word. They talk about giving. They talk about how you should conduct yourself, practical Christian living. Most times people don't want to hear it. But when you begin to release the blessings, prosperity, that's one they want to hear. You want the glory and you don't want the shame. As a father, sir, whatever it is you have to give to your children, they must be fully identified with you. If there is any side of you that is not too palatable, they cannot say that side, we cut it off. We then say because of that side, you are no longer the father. For them to be able to inherit you, they must be fully identified with you, both with your shameful part and with your glorious part. And that is how it is with God. We must be fully identified with him. We must identify with him fully. The demands that he places on us 
the Bible says his commandments are not grievous. We must not seek to identify with one part and then leave the other part. No. If we want to enjoy the treasures of the cross, we must also be willing to identify with the shame of the cross. Hallelujah. You cannot enjoy what God has or benefit from the promises except you identify with him and all that he stands for. Identification is a mystery. It is a force. It is a blessing necessary to establish the purpose of God for our lives. It is in identification that we find our identity. And when we discover our identity, that is when we begin to discover our significance on earth. It is our identity that gives us our significance. And it is our identification that gives us our identity. Do you understand the connection now? What is identification? Identification means relationship. It means fellowship. It means agreement. It means I am with you and for you and by you. Come rain, come shine. No matter what, I'm with you, for you and by you. That is identification. Identification means standing together. It means standing for one another. It means standing by each other. It is fellowship. It is agreement. It is empathy. Understanding one another. Working together. That is identification. So you begin to ask yourself, in your work with Christ, in your work with God, have you been fully identified? Where are the areas in your Christian work that you have not been fully identified? Look at those places. Be objective, be sincere, and then make up your mind to make your identification complete. If you say you are for Christ, then be for Christ. Because you cannot drink the cup of God and the cup of mammons at the same time. It is dangerous. You lead to death. You cannot serve God and serve mammons at the same time. If you are in church, be in church. If you are in the kingdom, be in the kingdom. Don't stand astride, one leg in, one leg out. Anything can cut the other leg off. Anything can pull you easily from one side to the other. There is good in the house of God. Everything that God has is meant for us to enjoy. But we must be fully identified with him. We have an example in Moses. Moses was raised in the house of a king. But it came a time he needed to realign his identification. And even though he had all the pleasures to enjoy in that place, who would want to identify with slaves? But the Bible said Moses chose to identify with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of the palace for a short time. He was raised, but the day he discovered himself, he decided to realign his identification. If he had not done that, I don't think we would have heard of Moses the way we heard of him later. Moses happened to be the man Possibly the only man who talked to God face to face, mouth to mouth. He had that privilege. If he still remained in the palace in Pharaoh's house, that's how his destiny would have been lost. You will enjoy the good in the land in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever is not allowing your identification to be full today, that thing is separated from your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever it is that is dragging you back any time you desire to work with God, but you discover that you are not able to work with God fully the way you want to work with God, every such thing will be severed from your life today in the name of Jesus Christ. Talk to God about those issues. Talk to God about your life. Look at your identification. Look at it and see how is your identification. Are you partially identified? 
or you are fully identified, if you are partially identified, you are not active in the things of God. You are passive. You are not totally open unto the things of God. But when you are fully identified with God, then you are passionately committed to him. You are passionately active and involved in the things of the kingdom. Begin to look at the areas where you are weak. Those things that are dragging you back in your work with God. Begin to look at those areas right now and begin to address them in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever it is that is dragging you behind, look at that thing in the face and say no more. No more. Some of you, God is raising you to be an intercessor. But sleep will not allow you to intercede. Sleep. Sleep is robbing you of your destiny. Say no more. Say no more. God wants you to study his word. But the time you should use to study the word, you spend him in front of the television. You spend doing other things that are not worthwhile. Every sort thing that takes you away from doing what God wants you to do. These are the things that are not allowing your identification to be complete. Some of you, you keep feeling a nudging in your spirit to go out and preach. To go on buses and preach. To go and minister to the sick. But you say, I am ashamed. That shame is robbing you of your destiny in God. Crucify that shame today. Deal with it today. Masakarababa. God has put the word of comfort in your mouth. God has put the word of healing in your mouth. God has put in your mouth power. But you will not open your mouth. Whatever is allowing you to open your mouth, that thing is robbing you of your destiny. Do away with it today. Realign your identification today. Ah, yes. Today I am rediscovering myself. I am relocating myself. I am realigning my identification. Oh yes, Sandaraba handelebo senes. Mandelebo shandaraba. Makaseke lebosa. Mandelebo shinaraba ba. Reke lebo bobo. Reka lebo bobo. Yinaraba bobo. Yenaraba bobo. Chanda yikayaba. Resete lebo bobo sendeya. Maraka lebo sendeli anda. Endelebo sianda. Tell him you are going all the way with him. Tell him you are going all the way with him. The shame and the glory, you are ready. The shame and the glory, you are ready. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to all who believe. I believe. I embrace the glory and the shame. Yes. It is an honor for me to suffer shame for the sake of the cross. It is an honor for me to be called names for the sake of the Lord Jesus. It is an honor for me to suffer rejection for the sake of Jesus. It is an honor. It is an honor. It is an honor. Oh, thank you lord thank you lord hallelujah finally i want you to look at anything that has defied your christianity till now 
whatever situation in your life that has made a mockery of your Christianity, I want you to look at it in the face right now and tell it, I am fully identified with Christ. Therefore, get out of my way. You cannot make a mockery of my Christianity. I am fully identified with the Lord Jesus. I am fully identified with the Lord Jesus. Oh, yes. For every tree that my heavenly father has not planted shall be rooted out. Every tree that has not been planted by my heavenly father must be rooted out. Look at those issues and begin to check them out of your life one by one. Take dominion over those issues. Take dominion over that sickness. Take dominion over that state of infertility. Take dominion over that state of poverty. Take dominion over that state of joblessness. Whatever it is that has defied your Christianity, check it out. Check it out. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. In the mighty name of Jesus.